what are you guys called? The what? Fire City Ghost Hounds. Hounds. Like dogs. Okay, the first half of the year, we were the question marks, which was strange. We didn't have a team name. We wore a question mark hat, question mark jerseys. And I'm not making that up. And I'm not saying anything positive or negative about it. I'm just saying that that's what it was. Hey, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And people love hearing from big leaguers all the time, right? They're like, oh, I love having this guy on, new guest. It's been great. And then I get this group of people that have been clamoring and saying, what the heck happened to Stephen Peralt? Well, today we get to answer the question. What the heck happened to Stephen Brawl? Because look who's back on the Rose Rotation. We found him. Yay! Yeah, you had to you had to search far and wide. But I am here. For people that have it's good to have you, man. It's good to see your face and smiling and everything. So let's start with the obvious. Where the heck are you in life? I'm Frederick, Maryland. Uh, which I've been to before, actually. I was here in 2014 for like four days, right at the end of the season, because uh, it was the high for the Orioles at the time. But now they have a, like one of those draft league teams, uh, which is kind of confusing to me. I don't know exactly how it works. And then they also have us. But because we're here uh, and the other team plays here, we're on the road like most of the time. I did not know going into the season. I did not look at the schedule beforehand, <laughs> but it's fine. I, mean, I, I love it out here. I love the guys and the coach and everything. So it worked out, but it is a lot of traveling, a lot of bus time. So let's start with this. You yeah. are not affiliated with anyone. This correct. is an independent league team, correct? Yeah. Yeah. They, I think they would, uh, what did they call it? It's called a, uh, professional oh my god partnership league major league partnership league that's what they call it i don't know why it's different i don't know they have some kind of deal with major league baseball i don't know what it is okay the other big part of this equation is that you are no longer pitching that is also correct yes i am no longer pitching yeah it was uh this offseason i I was kind of, I was trying to figure out how I could describe this. And I, I think I actually came up with a good way to do it. You know, in Pirates of the Caribbean, there's the, like the black spot or the black mark or whatever that was. That's Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Or like, if you get it, then you're doomed to to die, you know? So like nobody will touch you kind of thing. That's kind of how my arm was uh, as far as teams go this off season. Uh, so I wasn't able to sign a team because nobody thought I'd be able to stay healthy. Um, I had a good off season and everything, but then I, you know, I ended up when I, right when I got out here, my lat went again, just, whoop, I just threw a pitch first outing here and it just did the same thing it had done. So, um, so at that point it was either retire or try try hitting you know i'd always wanted to try it and so i talked to my manager and his name is mark minikazi he's great he's awesome and he gave me the opportunity to do it i've you know still struggled with health um but for the most part been able to stay healthy but um i did knock myself out so like the little injuries that i get for no reason like i knocked myself out robbing a home run um 
So I'm like learning how to do everything again. <laughs> it's really hard, but it's really fun. Okay. Wait a second. What the hell does that mean? You knocked yourself out. Yeah, so we were in Charleston, West Virginia, and I like I hit a ball that was going to go over the fence, and I was like full sprint back to the wall. I was playing right field and uh, jumped up to catch it, and for some reason that wall, it's, it's padded, but then the, like the top foot, there's no padding, and it's just like a cement wall. And I jumped up, and I actually got the ball. It was going to be a home run. I brought it back, but my head hit the concrete, and I lost consciousness and then fell to the ground. And the ball rolled out of my glove, so it was not a catch. Oh. And then I woke up on the ground, bleeding from the head, uh, and then had to go get concussion protocols for like ten days. There's video of it somewhere. Um, it's uh, you can't really see; it. it's not the best camera work, but it's pretty gnarly. I hit the ground pretty hard. So what? The, what happened? Uh, I had, I mean, I had to go to the doctor and everything, but I was fine. I just, I just got knocked out. I got a little concussion and I, I just got like a scrape on my head. It wasn't, wasn't actually like a big gash or anything. So I super glued it shut. And then, um, you did not. Then, no, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, the trainer did uh, me and the trainer super glued it shut. It's fine now. That was a while ago. Uh, out of curiosity, was it inside the park home run? No, he only got a double out of it because oh, the center fielder was running over to catch it as well because oh. it was kind of right center. Got it. So he saw me die and drop the ball, and he said he was looking down at me, and my arms are just up like this. My you know, eyes are just rolled in the back of my head, and I'm just bleeding, and he, he thought I was dead. <laughs> the things we'll do in indie ball. I love it. Right? But he still picked up the ball and threw it into second. So, like, you know, priorities. Um, didn't I read that yesterday that you hit a home run and brought back a home run? I did. Yeah. Yesterday was a good game for me. It was fun. Yeah. Robbed a homer and, and I, I, I've actually robbed three now. I had never robbed a home run in my entire life. And since becoming out of this year, I robbed three. It's pretty cool. Um, how are you doing at hitting? Uh, I'm okay. I like started off really bad, really slow. And then you get better. And then as you get better, then you think you start knowing what you're talking about. And then you get into bad habits and then you have to have people come and smack in the face a little bit. So it's, you know, kind of a back and forth kind of situation, but I mean, the frustrations and stuff, you know, Ooh, that's the good stuff. That's how, you know, it's working, you know? Um, but no, it's it's been really fun. It's I've I've always liked hitting, so figured I might as well give it a try. It's hard, Oof. and these I mean the pitchers here are you know not the same level obviously as the guys that are in the big leagues, um, but they're not bad. They're not scrubs. There's a lot of guys who go from here straight to AAA. You know, it's uh, it's good good baseball, but it's tough, dude. Fastballs forcing fastballs with ride. Oof. I never really saw those, you know, that was not a thing when I was hitting back in the day. <laughs> so it's tough. It's, fun. So it, it's not the same competition that you faced when you were a great legendary two-way player at Regis. No, I don't think, I don't, I think there was one pitcher in my entire Regis career that threw over 90 miles an hour that I hit against. 
maybe two. There were many. It wasn't that wasn't that kind of league. It was a hitters league. That place was in middle of Denver, everywhere. Ball went flying. It was great for hitter. You know. Okay. So, yeah, give us an idea of what sort of competition we're facing. Are you playing against any familiar names or faces? Are there people that we would recognize? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, like on my team, Starlin Castro is on my team. You know, he's he's a 12-year big leaguer with, you know, Starlin Castro of like the Cubs, the Yankees, the Nationals, the Mar. That's Starlin Castro? That's Starlin Castro. Yeah. Yeah, and we played against Daniel Murphy. He got signed out of this league a little bit ago. Um, I mean, I, Zach Godley. Remember Zach Godley? Played against sure. him. He's he, So it's kind of fun getting to hit against these guys that I saw pitch in the big leagues. Um, it's, it's a different perspective, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, I know there's more. I, I'm having trouble thinking of more people like on the fly but it's it's a i mean there's a lot of guys here that have significant big league time because it's it is the highest level of baseball outside of affiliated but it's not where people get signed out of the most because a lot of them are older guys there's a lot of older guys here you know a lot of guys in my kind of situation that kind of 30 to like late twenties, early thirties, like maybe got released or got DFA, got injured, just whatever, trying to kind of figure something out and get back. Then there are some young guys who are trying to go from college to independent ball to affiliated ball. Um, and then there's guys that, that just don't want to stop playing. I think, you know, guys that have so much time and uh, just want to give it another shot for whatever reason. And it ends up being a very high quality level of baseball. You know, it's there's some good, some good teams, some good players. It's interesting. I'll okay. say that. Yeah. So uh, I, I want to go back to the Starlin Castro story because I'm not here to mm-hmm. pick. Uh, but no. I want to kind of figure out and maybe you have the answer. Maybe you don't. That's a guy who made 70 million dollars in the show. Seven zero. Right. Did you uh, did you ask him like what he's doing still playing? So I don't know. Um, I don't really know if this is 100 percent true. It's it's part of kind of what I've heard him talk about is getting the 2000 professional hits. Um, something like that. I guess he want. I guess he's kind of close, but I don't really know. I don't know if that's like the only reason or what. But. Yeah, he can't. Okay. He didn't start the season with us. He He joined the season like a month or two late. Okay, so he got, I can just tell you this, Major League, he got 1,722 hits. Yeah, so I think I think that's kind of what he was trying to do. But I don't, maybe he's trying to get, you know, back to the biggest and get 200 more hits. I don't know. That's, that's I mean, it's tough to do, but he's, he's good. Dude can hit. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. He can hit. It's just he, like, you know, he's just one of those guys that's just barrel, just flicking barrels, and it's just, he barely ever gets jammed. It's it's either like a hit or like a hard ground out or, you know, it's pretty impressive. What? What is the end game for you? It's a good question. So I made this change to basically try to elongate my baseball career to give it one more chance. That is that was the idea. 
um, at my age and with my injury past and everything, I know that that is not likely. Um, but no matter what, this was kind of a, this is kind of an experiment. You know, this is something I always wanted to try. And if, you know, if I was given the opportunity, it seemed an awful shame to waste it. Um, you know, and then if I came out hitting 450, then that's cool. Maybe I'll keep playing. Um, and it's, it's been a, a good experience, rewarding experience, but it's also kind of a figuring out what's next, same kind of thing. Um, I love baseball, so I want to stay in baseball. So it's, it's trying to, um, see where this could lead and then move on from there. There was never, I am not a, like a set plan guy. I never have been. Um, it's just kind of go with the flow kind of thing. So I was given this opportunity. I figured I'd try it, put everything I have into it and then, you know, see what comes next. I'm a simple man, Chris, simple man. It's not, obviously it's not where I wanted to be. You know what I mean? Like I got hurt. What can I do? You know, I had my pity parties. I, I did my, you know, woe is me. I should still be playing in the big leagues. I should still be pitching, but like, there's only so much you can do. Um, so it's a, it's a weird place to be, but once you get past like the initial, uh, you know, pity party, then you can kind of start to see, you know, the, the great experiences, everything that, you know, all the chances and everything. But if it wasn't, if it didn't have to be a hundred percent over yet, if there was still a sliver of a chance, you know, I had to take it. So I took it. When you told your family, I mean, I I've talked to your dad a handful of times, really like him. We had your mom on that one time when she did a little drive by for us and everything. Uh, I know you have tremendous support from your brothers and Lydia and everything, but this is this is a long way from the major leagues, it feels like. So when you told them, I'm going all the way across country to a place where I'm not going to earn any money and try and come back as a position player, where they all like, Stephen, maybe this is the time we all sit down and have that talk. <laughs> no, uh, my I believe my parents said, uh, okay, well, my, we'll be out there like first month. My dad showed up to game one of the season already wearing a question mark hat and question mark shirt. I have a I have a loving supporting family. It's great. Um, no, it's they've all they all know you know what I what I've been going through. They've been there the whole time. Um, they're proud of me. So like it's if you get not many people even get this opportunity to do anyway, you know, and um, that the fact that I can come out and play baseball with, you know, in a professional good level baseball league and be competitive. You know, I'm not, I'm not horrific. I'm not useless. Um, it's cool. It's a cool feeling. So if that's all that comes out of it, then it's just like, yeah, so that was cool. You know? Um, yeah. I don't know. My, they're, they're, they're too good. They're too supportive. They're great. Lydia's Lydia's the one who told me go to Mark and tell him to, or and ask him if you can be a position player basically before we drive home because we had we had just driven four days out to Frederick and then it was immediately that I got hurt so it was like well we're either driving home immediately might as well go ask him so she's supportive as well it's cool I mean surround yourself with good people you get lucky right love that that's excellent hey everybody are you like me 
your summer is jam-packed and then we hit the fall and the schedule gets even crazier. Kids are going back to school. For me, I get football thrown into my baseball world and battle bots is around the corner and I'm getting dragged this way and that way. And you know what I can't do? I don't have time to prepare those meals anymore. So I let somebody else do the heavy lifting and make my food taste great. That's right. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. So with Factor, you skip the extra trip to the grocery store. That means you don't have to chop things up. That means you don't have to saute them. That means you don't have to season them. It means you don't have to prep them. And then it means you don't have to clean stuff up at the end. And on top of that, you get all the nutritional value that you need. And this August, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals, enjoy the fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door. They're ready in two minutes. That is no joke. You take the heating instructions and off you go. There's no prep. There's no mess. There's no cleanup. And you round out your meal and you replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons. That includes breakfast items like the delicious apple cinnamon pancakes. Yummy! Bacon and cheddar bites, potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. I know that I love having everything at my disposal. Yesterday, I sat down. I had one of these awesome shakes that I just snagged out of the fridge. I downed it. It was perfect, like meal replacement for me. One of my sons is like, where'd you get that from? I was like, my boys at Factor took care of me. So head on over to factormeals.com slash rose50. Use that code rose50 to get 50% off. That is the code rose50 at factormeals.com slash rose50 to get half off and enjoy. There's a lot of positive messages here today. But I would appreciate it if you would kind of take us to the the depths of this whole thing. We were with you during this journey where you were hurt. You were good enough to continue to to be on here during those frustrating times, but you still had a big old smile on your face a lot of those times. How how tough did it get for you? Pretty bad. I would say, you know, once the like the end of the off season starts to roll around and you start to realize like well, I was working out at a baseball gym and you know, there were a bunch of guys there all off season. There were a bunch of guys who were already with teams and then a bunch of guys who were free agents and trying to sign and those free agents start to sign. And once they sign, then it's like, okay, but then everybody leaves for spring training. And then there's like five of us left in the gym, you know, and you're going to the same gym every day when everybody else is going to like the field, you know, to get ready. And it's tough. It's tough to like keep it going. But, you know, you still have lots of people signed during spring training. It's totally normal, you know, all that stuff. And you keep telling yourself like, you know, things will work out. We'll figure it out. And then, um, you know, I, I had a good off season. I was feeling good. I was throwing well. I was talking to teams and and it just, you know, after team number six or seven or something basically said, you know, we, we want to take a look. Uh, we're going to show our medicals to our guys and we'll get back to you. And then two days later, you get the sorry, we can't we can't take you. You know, you start to get a few of those and it's like, oh, so this is happening. Um, and then you you do what you got to do, man. Like it's, just, it's, it's tough. It's frustrating. Um, I had, I would say I had like a two day period probably this off season when I decided that I was going to come out to Frederick, that it really hit me. That I was like, man, that happened really fast, like really fast. 
to go from being like in the big leagues on a big league roster pitching in Wrigley Field last year to not being able to get a job and realizing that I'm going to go play independent ball like like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. There's a lot of questioning, you know, like, why? Why? Come on. Like, I was better than that guy. I was better than that guy, you know. Um, and you kind of fight against that for a while. And, you know, for me, luckily, like I said, I have a good support group and everything, but I'm a pretty positive person. And I think everybody knows I want to broadcast and, you know, I'm using this time to learn more about baseball and soak more of it in. And when I'm playing in the outfield, I am usually doing play by play to myself because <laughs> why not? Might as well get the reps in. Um, Cause that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to narrate, you know, a, a baseball team for a season. I want to be play by play. It's what I want to do. So knowing that that is going to be what I'm working towards, um, you know, like I wasn't going to play baseball forever. Nobody does. So you, you always get these, these eventual, you know, epiphanies of like, you know what? Like I played five years in the big leagues. That's pretty dang good. That's, you know, not many people can say that. And and that's a great thing to have, but it still sucks because I still watch my friends play and it's like, man, I wish I could be there with them. So, you know, still hits you sometimes and sure it will probably forever. Like, I don't think you if you love something, it just the desire to do it just goes away, you know. So I'll be playing baseball on you know, Sunday men's leagues if I'm if I'm not if I'm not playing as a position player, which I'm still trying to do. So, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, I was out at Dodger stadium the other day, getting some content with the Cincinnati reds and ran into your old buddy, Kevin Newman. Mm-hmm. We took a little selfie, sent it to you. You were much more excited to see Newman in the picture than you were me, but that, that I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to hold that against you. That's fine. It's Who fine. have you heard from, uh, Oh, I, I mean, I still talk to the same same people. I talk to all the guys. Like when when I changed over to position player, all my baseball friends were also very supportive, um, and I still talk to all those guys. I mean, I haven't I haven't lost contact or anything. It's just it's like uh, you know they understand and everybody gets it, you know. But um, I I would say those those uh, the former pirate greats guys, you know, we still talk all the time. I still get to luckily hear what's going on, which is cool. Um, but also, I still watch baseball. I still watch all my friends play. I text them, you know, when when they do well or poorly or whatever, you know. So stay in contact, of course. Uh, baseball baseball is great, but it brought us together. But you know, when you're real friends, it doesn't matter. That's nice. Um, That's nice. What? How bad are, are the bus rides? Oh, they're not great. There's okay. So most of the time, actually, they're like four or five hours. But we usually drive on day of. So like we will leave at eight in the morning and then go to the hotel, hang out in the hotel for a few hours and then go to the field and play. And we've had like we had a 1030 a.m. game. No, we had a 10 a.m. game. We had a 10 a.m. game. Multiple 11 a.m. games. The, the scheduling out here is is bananas. It is like like we played. We had a series where we played an 11 a.m. game on the second game of the series in a three game series. 
And then the third day, the getaway day, we played a 7 p.m. game. We like we just just flip flopped. I have no idea why. It was like a Wednesday and a Thursday. It was just like this doesn't make any sense. Um, but you know, for the most part, we're playing. Some of the stadiums are really new. They're very small. You know, there's like, I think the biggest ones are like York and Lancaster get like, they can get up to like eight thousand, ten thousand fans. But most of them are are smaller than that. Um, but I mean, people love it out here, man. This is their baseball. Like this is this is what they watch, and it's pretty cool. Do they get fans? Yeah, I mean, we we haven't gotten that many, but this is the team's first year, so they're they're still you know building a fan base. But yeah, like mm-hmm. I think Long Island actually is it Long Island Leeds where they're getting like they get like five thousand fans a night, something like that. So there's, there's not bad. People. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Weekends you get more, but fireworks every Saturday. How uh, how many of them yell and and scream and say? Brought, we miss you on the Rose rotation. It's got to be at least two. I've actually or three. gotten that more than I would have thought. Uh, it's 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 funny. Um, it's it's interesting because you know, depending on where you go, I I played here in Maryland with the Orioles a few times, and so everybody here they like when they ask me to sign cards, you know, usually they have a pirate card or two, but they always have my my minor league. Oriole cards, you know, like my Aberdeen, Maryland's or my Aberdeen, Maryland card, like the Ironbirds. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this card. It's kind of funny. Cute. Tastes blast like in the past. Today's episode of the Rose Rotation presented to you by these guys on over at Shady Rays. I want you to take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Did you know Shady Rays offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair ever worn? They got durable frames. They got extremely clear optics. You look amazing, by the way. And they'll help keep money in your pocket. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in the history of eyewear. Every pair of these bad boys is backed by lost and broken replacements, which means if you lose or you break a pair, even on day one of ownership, they're going to send you a brand new pair. There's no questions asked. You don't have to pick up the phone and say, you know what? I lost these things. I went into the ocean. Big wave hit me, and all of a sudden, I can't find my... They're going to be like, I'm going to stop you right now. It doesn't matter. We're going to send you a new pair, Mr. Rose. Write your address. We have it on file. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And exclusively for our listeners... Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Just head on over to ShadyRays.com. Use that code word ROSE. You get 50% off two-plus pair of polarized sunglasses. That is the way to roll for the rest of the summer. How is the town that you are in? I think I saw a video, and it looks like this cute little town. It's got like a bunch of these spires around. And I mean, it... Yeah, that's... That's why we're called the Spire City Ghost Towns. That's our name. There's a bunch of spires in Frederick. Um, it's a gorgeous town. It's great. I love it. We live in a it's 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 not too hot. We got a little heat wave, obviously, like everybody last week, but it is really nice. Um so being here is cool. And it the last time I was here was so long ago, but Maryland is great. Maryland's wonderful. Okay. Strong suggests go to a crab bake. Just pour old bay all over your face. <laughs> um, what do you guys call the what? Fire City Ghost Hounds. Hounds. 
like dogs. Okay, the first half of the year, we were the question marks, which was strange. We didn't have a team name. We wore a question mark hat, question mark jerseys. And I'm not making that up. And I'm not saying anything positive or negative about it. I am just saying that that's what it was. Okay? No personal opinions. Now we are the Spire City Ghost Towns. We are teal. They revealed it like in mid to late June. And they're actually really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the uniform is teal. Uh, we have like a, a teal, a, a white, a gray, and then um, the hat and the, uh, what do you call it, the symbol, the logo is a, like a Grim Reaper wolf with a lamp. It's pretty cool. Would you have anything around the, the crib that shows the logo? Oh, there it is. There, Rob, um, Rob found it. There oh, you go. there you go. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, I actually awesome. was wearing a ghost town shirt earlier, but I changed. So, I mean, come on, be proud of who you are. Could have represented. Uh, hey, I am. I love it. I never, never shy away. Um, but dude, it's been cool. It's you know, it's obviously it is a strange left turn in the uh, in the life path that I was I thought might be ahead for me, but uh, but you know. Hey, we we adapt. We thrive. We don't just survive. Has Lydia been there the entire time? No, that was the original plan. But then because we travel so much, she can't. So um, and I live in a in a house with four other guys. So it's like being in college again. You're kidding <laughs> me. Do you at least have your own room? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have my own room. There are guys that don't have their own room in other houses. There's like a guy living in the living room, you know, like it's it is grinder baseball It is our the AC in our clubhouse hasn't worked for like a week. It's been like 100 degrees in there. Grinder, you know, you just get through it. So what. You used to be able to walk into a clubhouse and order anything you want. Is it like PB and J Central? Yeah, it is. And it's just like, you know, I mean, it's where you are. It's what you do. Like I said, I, I, I already did the, I already did the, this sucks. You know, I don't need to do that anymore. Like it's whatever you just, you just roll with the punches. The, uh, the, the pregame postgame food. I wait. Yeah. It'd be nice if it was, it was the show, but you know, you, you do, you do what you can eat a lot of Chipotle, you, you know? Are you a little uh, like Crash Davis when you're on the bus rides and people are like, you played in the show. Tell us about the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it is like that sometimes it's it can be, you know, it's fun, man. It's it's a different experiences because there's a lot of guys. There's guys out here. We have a guy on our team who has played independent ball for 13 years. That's been his entire career. And he's not alone. There's. There are so many people playing professional baseball around the country and around the world. A lot of these guys go to, you know, they'll play independent ball here during the summer. And then during the off season, they'll go to Mexico or Venezuela or wherever we'll, we'll take them Australia and play there and then come back for the season. And that's what they do. They play this, they play baseball year round for, like their whole adult life and and they never even get to affiliated you know like we get spoiled because this is what we know 
Major League Baseball is what I knew. And and like that's and I agree. I mean I totally get it. That's that's what like, you know, that's what you want to be. That's what you want to strive to and get there. But there's a lot of guys that that have never had that and they still love the game just as much or more than any of the guys that do. Um, it's a good league. Good league. Good dudes. Hey, you Rose Rotationers, take your shot at a huge wins with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on anything. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSE, that's code ROSE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling problems. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One bonus per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball now back to the show 13 who is the guy who's played 13 years of independent ball his name is scott kelly bounced around quite a bit played a bunch of different leagues he's like uh he's like a second base he's second baseman shortstop small guy absolutely fiery spark plug personality kind of dude you know just always uh just always yelling let's go let's go he's he's a good dude so he's got to be in his early 30s yeah i think he's like 32 or 33 13 years doing this for a while yeah oh my god i know i know it's like when you hear about the like uh you know, the guys who lead the minor leagues in career home runs, you know, it's yeah. just like you never think about it. Like there there's there's a lot of baseball happening and, you know, like there's Atlantic League Hall of Fame, you know, like there's all that stuff, man. All There's so much baseball. Is uh, there a city that you visited that you really liked in particular? You were like, God, I am so glad that I did this. And this is a cool place. Yeah, Le- Lexington. Lexington is cool. Lexington, Kentucky, which used to be a, a minor league team. Um, but now it's one of the Atlantic league teams and it's great. Uh, and then we went up to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is uh, gorgeous and also Amish country. So we went and like did an Amish village tour and learned how Amish people lived, which was awesome. So yeah, I mean, there's there's cool places. It's a different kind of thing, you know. We're not going to the big cities anymore. Now we get to find cool little dive bars or, you know, um, little hole in the wall restaurants. Some really really good bagel places in this league all around. We go to like Staten Island and Long Island and places like that too. It's good stuff, but it's it's different. A lot of like you said, a lot of bus rides, a lot of bus rides. 
because we don't do and, the minor leagues now do like the six days on one place you know yeah. we don't do that so Ooh, and you said you have to spend a lot of the time on the road how long is the season uh, i think it's like 130 games 120 something games it's it's divided into two halves you know the winners of the first half play the winners of the second half in the playoffs mm-hmm. kind of league um yeah, so it's it's like uh, they that's the way they did it with when I was in college summer ball, but that's the last time I I'd been in this league format. But there are some, I mean, some of the teams are stacked. It's crazy. Um, does everybody get paid the same? No, it's there's like a it's it's a small window. Like league maximum, I think is three thousand a month. So it's it's not. Like it's not a lot of money at all for anybody. It's this is like literally just to try to get to the next get to the next step, you know. So yeah. Okay, but I, I need to ask you a question. Please. Because we haven't we haven't talked in a while. And and I'm just wondering because I, I do watch all of the baseball still. And I'm wondering what you're thinking about this whole Angels not trading Shohei and going for it thing and signing two more position players yesterday yes yeah so we um we're taping this on the monday after they traded for randall gritchick and cj crone so i have been a huge proponent in part because i think my fandom got a little bit in the way of wanting to see shohei definitely make the postseason okay so i have been against them keeping him okay I uh, I felt like it was a disservice to the future of the organization because I felt like you would have gotten the greatest haul in the history of deadline deals when it came to a guy who was strictly a rental. I think that people would have paid out of their gourd. You don't think that Tampa Bay or maybe Baltimore for just two months of him would have given up some of their substantial young people? I think they would have. And but I understand why the Angels didn't. And once you're in, you're in. You like it's almost like bluffing at the poker table. If you're going to bluff pre-flop, you damn well better keep that bluff going throughout the entire thing all the way to the river, or you somebody's going to get you on it. So you might as well just keep going. So I don't have a problem yeah. with them keeping going. Um, I don't know if it's going to be enough to get the Angels to the playoffs. I'm rooting for them. I want to see them get there because I want to see Shohei and Mike Trout in October. But I just I don't necessarily agree with it. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean I don't think you're wrong. I I think that it's it's almost a moral question at some point because you have if you're the Angels there is a chance that the way that we talk about, you know, like the Babe Ruth trade, you know, like that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. if if you miss out on Shohei Otani on a you had a window on maybe who ends up being known as the best player of all time if he keeps doing what he's doing, so if that ends up happening and you never won, and you and you had traded him away for if can you imagine if none of those guys panned out like mm-hmm. oh it would just be so brutal. So I think at that point it's like you said bluffing all the way through. I think they were I think they didn't even have a choice unless they were like. 15 games under 500 and they had no chance. I don't think they have a choice because you can't be that team that just let him go. So you yeah, have to try. But the 
The other possibility is that they don't make the playoffs, or even if they do, and he still leaves, let's just say it's a 20% chance that he stays. So that's still a pretty good chance that he walks out the door and you're getting a comp pick for him. One comp pick instead of trading him for four or five guys that you're handpicking from an organization instead of praying that the 40th pick in the draft turns into something great. So it's, but I do think it's, I think it's easier to say, hey, listen, we tried. We kept him all the way through. We put all these players around him. And ultimately, he decided to go elsewhere. So we did everything we could. Now, there's a little nuance to that. It took you five and a half fucking years to try and build a team around him consistently. Like, And now you hit panic mode a little bit. I mean, they tried. They brought in Anthony Rendon. That didn't work. They brought in Zach Cozart. That didn't work. You know. The problem is that, like, your your trout window is also, I mean, if you don't win now and you trade for guys that you're expecting to be good three years from now, your trout window three years from now is is coming mm-hmm. to a close there. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're also kind of you don't want to miss that as well because you missed this window. Does that make sense? Like totally. That's I- why I think they have to try because I don't know if they like if they trade Shohei away, all of a sudden they're so far away from yes, the playoffs. They are you know far I mean? they're they could be. I mean, you. I think you could get some high-end, close-to-major-league-ready talent. And we've seen how quickly it's turned in Baltimore with a, a lot of really good guys who weren't here 18 months ago. So it's, it's, re- it's fascinating to me. Um, yeah, do you, does your new job as an outfielder, and I, you were as big a Shohei fan as I know that played mm-hmm. in the major leagues, does it make you even appreciate him more? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the thing that I appreciate about him so much now is that, like, just hitting and just watching the way he hits and, like, how easy it is for him kind of thing, um, that he can also pitch and do that. But, I mean, that doubleheader he had, you know, the doubleheader, the day where you go CG shutout and then two homers in the second game, like, that's – it's something that, you know, we talk about. This is, like, fun, and everybody has big media day, everything. But, like, 20 years from now, we're going to be like, remember that Shohei guy? <laughs> like, remember how good, like, the way that we, you know, that our parents talk to us about their players, you know? The way, like, who's your guy? Who's your guy that you watched that was amazing that you got to watch play as a kid? Well, you got to remember, I grew up in Cleveland. We didn't have anybody. We didn't have anybody great. But I mean, I'm just talking about like I loved watching Pete Rose play baseball as a young kid. I loved watching Mike Schmidt play baseball. Tony Gwynn's probably my favorite at bat to watch all time. Greg Maddox, I would watch as many of his starts as possible. Okay, so your old guy ramblings there. That's going to be my old guy ramblings when it comes to Trout and Otani and judge and you know what i mean and like the guys who are when verlander was just coming back from tj at 39 years old and just you know destroying everybody like that kind of stuff that's that's going to be my old man stuff and i'm really excited about that i am so i hope otani and trout do do it you know what i mean i i hope i hope they do it just just for the the beauty of baseball (laughs) well 
it's interesting you bring that up. So I, I, I told you I was at Dodger Stadium and I was in the Reds clubhouse last Friday. And we're all watching Shohei's first at bat against Toronto where he hit yet another home run. And those guys are just sitting there shaking their heads. And I'm standing in front of Jonathan India, who's in year three, Matt McClain, who's a couple months into the show, and Spencer Steer, who's a couple months into the show. And I turned to them and I said, do you guys understand how fucking lucky you are to be playing in the same area or era as this shooting star? And they all looked at me and they said, you better believe we are. Like, we all watch him. And we are we can't believe that we're, we have a chance to play at the same time and again on the same field as him. So yeah, I, mean, I think there is that appreciation. We always we always said you know that when when somebody's going crazy like okay dude he just needs to move up to five A because that's this is not fair because this is Major League Baseball is the highest level. There's no there's no higher. So like, but it sometimes it feels like a guy like Shohei is like in a different league. Like he should be, he should be, he's too good for this league. He should be playing the next level up. And the guys that feel that way in the big leagues, I mean, that's when you know it's special. He's the day, the double header day he had, that was like, you know, travel ball, that 13-year-old kid that was 80 pounds heavier than everybody else when he was 13. And goes in a tournament, first game, throws a CG shutout, second game hits two homers. Shohei did that in the big leagues, the major leagues. Stupid. It is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Hey, um, because I know we're going to have to wrap up relatively soon, but you mentioned that you do play-by-play when you're out there in the outfield. Is that really what you want to do? You want to become a play-by-play guy? Yeah. Yeah, I want to do play-by-play. I. Nothing against color commentating, but that I I've always been just I love good play by play, like following the game, narrating the game, explaining the little things that are going on while also, you know, like I listen to Vince Scully broadcasts. I have for a while. Um, and I listen I recently listened to his one, his I think it was one of his first ones, nineteen fifty-seven that Vince Scully didn't even do the play-by-play. He was doing the commercials and like the scores in between innings from around the league and stuff. And it's so funny because the, all the, the uh, stereotypes we have of the play-by-play guys in that age are so true. You know, it'll be like, I don't know. Then Mickey Mantle coming up to the plate again. He's doing so good today. He's got three doubles on the day. He can't possibly miss anything. He, Hits that ball down the left field line. It's going, 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 and it's foul. It's so close. You can almost get, feel it. It's so fast. This whole crowd went absolutely insane. And they do not stop talking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to listen to. Um, so I don't want to do that. Uh, I want to find the nice balance. I like I like the idea of calling what's happening on the field. I think that's one of the things with broadcasting. I think gets lost sometimes, which is understandable. Um but I feel like sometimes the stories end up taking place, taking, uh, you know, charge instead of the game. Um, so I, that's like something I've always wanted to do. Instead of be a color commentator who's just in between pitches, I want to be the guy. I want to call the home runs. So, you know, I want that's what I want to do. Well, as far as I can tell, and this is just real quickly kind of going through my mental Rolodex, Dwayne Kuyper, he, you know, Kuyper and, and Krupp, one of the great broadcasting tandems that we've had in the history of the sport for the San Francisco Giants. 
you know, Dwayne Kuyper was my guy growing up. He was the Indian second baseman. You asked me about. Oh, really? And he was a great glove. And um, he's one of the few guys who has made the transition from 10-year ball player to lead play-by-play guy. And he is the guy who, during the Barry Bonds home runs, when he was, you know, trying to pass Hank Aaron, he is, he hit it high. He hit it far. Like, that's him. And so there there is a path. It's not a very broad path. But that doesn't mean that there's not room for you. You know, I I tell you what, I, I don't this. There are, you know. Things that I want that I would love to have happen. Right. But I'm a, like I said, I'm gonna go with the flow guy. I figure it out. I do what I can. However, I do love baseball. So like baseball for me is probably going to factor into. My life in some way, um, but. No, man, it's 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 cool. I love I love listening to play by play. I love that stuff. People are like when people can really describe what's going on and make you feel it, especially radio, radio broadcast. But, uh, you know, TV nowadays is just better. Um, well, but... there are a few suggestions I have for you. OK. One is. These streaming services and we are going to go more and more to streaming services. Bally's is um, you, we know what's happening there. Yeah. Okay. With some of these teams. So we're we're headed towards streaming, whether that continues to be on a, a Bally streaming service or somewhere else for all these. And they're going to be looking for younger people who played the sport. They need to. They need to have people who understand the information that's being distributed to players today and how to use it and also be able to communicate with today's fan and the future fans. So you need to be in touch with the pirates or somehow, and even just get five to 10 games worth of experience. I still want, I'm still playing, you know, like, I don't want to, sorry. Oh, I know. The smartest people are the ones who do this while they're playing. Michael Strahan used to come on the best damn sports show period. Every Monday, every Monday, regardless of a giants win or loss. And it wasn't because he loved us, which he did. It wasn't because he wanted to just hang out with us because he did. It was because he knew the guys who were on the fifth floor, the decision makers at Fox, the minute he was done playing, they're going to be sitting there going, that guy's great. He did it for four years before he retired with us. He did that show for like three or four years. And then when he was ready to retire, here's David Hill and Ed Gorin handing him millions of dollars, and that helped jumpstart his career. Crazy. It's crazy, dude. The the transition that when players make from like doing – playing to like if they go to coaching or they go to you know the other Mm -hmm. side like talking and stuff there's this year they're actually asking players if they wanted if anybody's curious in becoming umpires which i had never thought about before yeah but like they're asking because they are starting to they want to get people with professional baseball experience to become umpires which I had never like thought about before I was. And it made me think as soon as they, as soon as they started talking, I was like, I wonder if there are any ex players that are umpires. I don't think there are. Not that I'm aware of. Now there are several NBA referees, uh, Haywood workman, um, Wood Leon wood who did that NFL wise. Um, the head of the NFL, I believe is a man named George Stewart, I want to say, and he played. So, but baseball wise, I can't 
think of a lot. I think it's fascinating. Oh, by the way, with you with your hat backward, you look like one of the famous umpires in the uh, painting where they're oh. they're holding their hand out and the yeah, raindrops. The Norman are out Rockwell there. painting. The Norman Rockwell. Yeah, you look. Yeah, we had that. We had that in my living room when I was a kid. Not the real painting, obviously, a reproduction yeah, of it. I don't think I do. But this is all good stuff. By the way, in the off season, if you really want to make a killing, because every parent in Southern California thinks that their kid is going to be, you know, the next Shohei Otani. If you want to give pitching lessons in the San Diego uh, area, just stay with family. You could probably make about 300 bucks an hour if you wanted to. Dude, those those lessons, man, that's crazy. It's crazy what people will pay for lessons. They And like, I've never really wanted to do lessons because I don't think that that's how you get good at baseball. I think you get good at baseball by playing baseball. Um, so I, I don't, I, it's not my jam. <laughs> I would never, I would never do one-on-one lessons in baseball. Okay. I mean, I'm just, it's trying to help you make, you know. No, yeah. I. Thanks for looking out. Um, When's the wedding? January 13th. Coming up, we've been doing planning like crazy. It's a lot of work, obviously, but it's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's kind of hard doing it at, at a distance, you know, uh, but we're getting married in Arizona and we'll have plenty of time to get everything like officially sorted out when the season ends. But I'm very excited. Very excited. Where it, Where is, well, maybe you don't want to tell me. It's okay. It's, it's in Scottsdale. That's all that matters. It's in okay. Arizona. That's where we live now, so. Fairly sizable or smallish? Uh smallish. Yeah, we're not we're not going crazy. We just want we just want it to be like, you know, party with friends, you know, with the drinks flowing, the music bumping. Dun, 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 family and friends dancing around. Will That's you sing at the wedding? I think so. I think I I think I may. Yeah. Just just one song, you know. Lydia wants me to. That's the thing, is like things that I think might be like cheesy it's like but i'm doing it for her and she wants it so like obviously it's not cheesy but to me it still feels cheesy but like cute cheesy well not to um put the pressure on you and robbie i don't know if you could find this very quickly but jordan mylotta who is an outstanding offensive lineman for the philadelphia eagles and weighs close to 350 pounds uh sang and i think created a song for his bride and i want to i want to say that i saw that yeah yeah Yeah. very yeah i uh, you know i thought about that actually i thought about like trying to write a song but i i don't trust myself to do it right on on a wedding day you know what i mean like so probably probably won't go on song we'll see you never know these things they just pop up you just do what you gotta do oh Okay. Um, will there be for any former teammates at the wedding? Or is it is it strictly like so small that probably it is? Oh, no, there's definitely a former teammates. I believe I'm going to have the uh, former Pirate Greats all there, um, you know, and other guys that I have played with and know throughout the years. They're, they're, really? they're close now. Newman will be there. There you go. New. Oh, okay. Oh, Robbie found it. Let's Let's yeah. hear a little bit of it. I want to. I want to see if I'm right about this. Okay. Well, I can tell you to not write this song. No. 
He did not write that one, but there was another one. But it's amazing. Listen to that voice. I love it. He has a full live band, huh? I love that. Dude, he's so good. That's a voice of a 350-pounder who eats up edge rushers. Yeah, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of diaphragm support. He's got a a lot of big core, nice area that he can really sing around. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, I did um, in your honor. I busted out the national anthem at the Blitzball Three Championship. Yeah, was it was it? not. It it was. Uh, it, I had m- more people come up to me and say, "Okay, didn't know you had that in you." Did you did you remember all the words? You know what? I think I um I think there was one word I stumbled over, but maybe they edited that out. I just I need to give a, a public service announcement. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Was that Chris singing the national anthem? Yeah, projection. Yeah, they well they edited it to the end. Okay, okay, thank God. Yeah. Did you say or or for? Or. That's my PSA. O apostrophe E R. Yeah. Okay. So that's enough of that. Okay. Okay. So my PSA about the national anthem. This has been happening for years, and it's time I said something. The word is or. It's an O and an apostrophe E-R. It is not for or anything else. It is or. The amount of times that that word gets used incorrectly in the national anthem is crazy to me. Nobody says anything. We just let it pass. It's not right. That's it. That's all I got. When you did the national anthem that day, where did that rank in your um, hierarchy of MLB time? Like, was that like a- cool moments kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, that's right up there at the top. I mean, that's pretty close. Right. So it's, it's impossible to be the debut day because, right. I mean, you're never going to have that feeling ever again. Um, and then, and then like, probably that's up there. But I think hitting the home run was better, honestly, which is funny because, like, position players just, like, do that with regularity. But for me, that was just, like, the coolest possible thing I could have done. Um, we never, we never, you know, made it to the playoffs, so I can't, I don't have any, I don't have any, like, oh, you know, when we won the National League Central, like, this never happened for me. So, um, but I mean, mostly my moments are just, like, cool things that happened, or I saw, like, when, you know, Rich Hill threw a, a no-hitter through nine innings against us, and then came out for the 10th, and Josh Harrison had a walk-off homer, you know, in the 10th inning against Rich Hill came back out for the 10th um like watching stuff like that there's there's a lot of cool moments but seeing the national anthem that's right there at the top i was nervous i was really really nervous you crushed it you crushed it. that was the first time i remember i was like we got to get this guy on intentional talk i was like this guy you got it so hey you know what that's actually funny you say that because that was kind of um the idea behind doing it you know was kind of like you know what 
I want to like, I'm going to put myself out there, you know, I want to, I want to see what happens if I just put myself out there and, and it worked out, you know, I got to, I got to do a lot of cool stuff because I sang the national anthem, you know, I got to meet a lot of cool people and sing at a lot of cool places. And um, yeah, it's just one of those, like, you know what, I'm going to go ask Clint if I can sing the national anthem. <laughs> and he was do cool your teammates. Do they know? Oh. They knew that I sang like I had sang for them before. And they and then when I told them I was going to do it, they were like, are you like the day came that it was that I was telling him I was going to do it. And th- that was the day when everybody was like, well, are you seriously going to do it? And I was like, yeah, I'm seriously going to do it. I'm going out right now in uniform. So when I was like standing in the back, you know, with the microphone and they're all looking at me and I'm just getting more and more nervous, like, oh, my God, I, if I screw this up, I, this is going to be massive if I screw this up. So I'm glad I did it. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Um, so what do you have? Another month plus? Yeah, month plus, something like that. Um, we've got, I think it ends mid-September. Season here ends mid-September. This is gonna be it's gonna be an interesting, like, you know, finish the season, uh hitting, see like uh see if we can get to a roll here at the end. And then um you know, go into the off season. We'll see what happens next. Oogly boogly. Okay. Well, uh, I know that there's going to be a lot of fans out there that are happy that we, we found you. <laughs> found Communicated. You. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, we don't have any, I don't have a cell phone anymore. So, you know, it's a joke. I wait, do have a cell phone. I, I was wait just, a second here. Joke. Somebody's hmm. been texting, trying to get you on. It's just no, the, no, no. uh, this is all my fault. I'm saying I I apparently don't hold my cell phone in my hand. So I apologize. <laughs> no, we had a few times where we thought we were close. And then you were like, oh, my game yeah, is we had at a, 11 we had a double header. We had a double header scheduled. We were supposed to do this last week. And we had a, a game get rained out and then get scheduled as a double header the next day. That's right. Forgot about that. So wait, do we have a game tonight or are we off yeah. today? Game tonight, seven o'clock. This is like the one Monday that we play on. Um, but yeah, we uh looking to not get swept today. That is the that is the goal. What is our record, by the way? Not great. Not great. We had a really tough start of the season. We lost our first 13 games to start the year. Oh no, I'm not laughing at you, but oh my god. No, no. But then what's funny is then we won our next eight. So we went 0-13, and then we went 8-0. So we brought it back to a like a somewhat reasonable record. But since then, it's been, you know, digging uphill. So it's a slow process. Okay. Is there any possibility we're going to win the second half? Yeah. Yeah, if if we just, we just got to – we're like three and a half games back right now, I think. So, I mean, yeah, there's a chance. We just got to do it. We just got to win. Win By the way, game. did you just get your other arm done? No, I haven't changed anything. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's been it's been a while. So I thought maybe you had added something new. My bad. Sorry. It's okay. But yes, right. this has been great. I right, thank you so much. No, please. This is this is awesome. And let's make sure that we don't go like six months without doing it again. To be fair, I didn't know what I was doing. So like it was like I was still getting, you know what I mean? It literally this is the first time in I don't know how many months that I actually feel at least somewhat confident that I'm doing this for the time being. You know what I mean? So good. Well, 
let us be a part of the ride wherever it takes okay. us. Sounds like good. Maybe, maybe the next time we do it is like 15 minutes before you say I do. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect. Hey, Lydia, one second. Just hold up. It's going to be fine. I know you haven't seen the groom all day, but you know what? The Rose Rotation would just love if you just gave a little wave. Hey, guys. Just want to say hi to my fans. Hey, I do or whatever. (laughs) Tell Lydia hello. Tell your awesome family we say hello. And um, I don't know. Go hit three homers in a game, man. Let's go. I did. For our uh, one-of-a-kind producer, the always talented Robbie Scirocco, and Stephen Brault, who's part of the, what's your team called again? Spire City Ghost Hounds. That's it. Nailed it. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. <laughs>